Hey love and welcome back to Cage Fighting. It's your main man Andy Gillard here. Hope everyone is keeping well in the world. Last week we discussed the first five films on a list that I like to call 21st Century Horror in 10 Films. So please make sure you're caught up on last week's before jumping into this week's where we finish off our conversation. I am joined with Stu and Tara this week to finish off that chat and let's get straight back to it. topic I've got that I think we sort of got quite a lot of and we probably had this more so back in the 70s and early 80s I've got two films for the next topic which is the socio-political horror which Mm. sort of gave rise to the first one that I've got I want to talk about is Get Out Jordan Peterson's film Jordan Peele not Jordan Peterson that'd be a different film that would be a very different (laughs) film with Yeah, the, the white people would have been the heroes yeah, in that yeah. film, almost certainly. <laughs> well, they might be the heroes in Get Out, if it depends how you feel. Yeah, I suppose. Mm. I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like we've had a few filmmakers over the, the 21st century who've taken on quite a, a stance on the treatment towards black people within, mm. especially as an allegory for American society. Yeah. And I think Get Out is probably the premier film for that one, personally speaking. Uh, Tara, thoughts on Get Out as a film? It's... And Peel, like, do you like Jordan Peel? I love him. I love Key and Peel, first off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I didn't like Nope. I wasn't a big fan of Nope, I have to say. My mm. husband liked Nope, I wasn't. I don't know. No, I, was, I liked it. I thought it was really good, actually. I really liked Us as well. Mm-hmm. which he didn't get he kind of didn't get on with that either but no get out was fantastic and to see you know daniel kaluuya who played um tea leaf who, yeah tea leaf yeah. and um parking <laughs> patawayo in the harry enfield show he was mm-hmm. a par- he was he was a parking uh a parking warden to make it big like he has it's wonderful to see and um yeah it's a it's a great film because like the they properly have you in it, don't you? They're like, oh, and the girlfriend, and then, and then it just mm. all turns to shit. And um, no, it's it's good and it's funny as well because Jordan Peterson is a f- uh, Jordan Peterson. You've got me doing it now. Well, Jordan Peterson is a funny in the head man. Jordan Peele is a funny man, so he can do horror, but he can add in chunks of you know, comedy as well. Like I like the bit in Nope where it's um G- Gordy the Chimp goes on a rampage. Mm. That that's that's hilarious. That's really, really funny. But uh, did it for me, it, I mean obviously it ties the film together, but it just didn't work for me. Whereas Get Out as a because it was his directorial debut as well, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It yeah. was, yeah. What a performance. What a what a film to put out there. And um Rose's dad is played by Bradley Whitford, who is one of the guys in the cabin in the woods. Yes, I, I love Bradley Whitford. Me too. I, I think he's yeah, he's just tremendous. Yeah, he's a really good comedic actor as well, mm. and I think you can see that in Get Out. Even though obviously he's not a comedy character, he does have some really good oh, one-liners. Good, um, he, oh, I'd have voted Obama in for an, another term if I could. <laughs> yeah, so the delivery is yeah. so perfect. He's a tremendous actor. Yeah. He's really good. Stu, I think Get Out was the first film I remember really badgering you about watching. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that, was, yeah. that, that was exactly what I was going to say. It was the first <laughs> one that I actually listened to because you wouldn't shut up. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm glad you did because, again, just echo exactly what, what's been said. And I, I'd, obviously, when going in not knowing what to expect because that's what you said. And that's probably the best way to talk about it um, in just that it's superb mm. in everything that it does. Yeah. Um, and however much you you know that, you, knowing that you can't be told what it's about, you're not sitting there thinking, oh, well, what is this going to be? And then it doesn't matter because no. it goes so many different ways anyway yeah. that it's genius. And I didn't really like us as much. Mm. Um, nope. Yes, very much so. Um, but there's there's another a triple-headed film we'll come on to like in the uh, next section anyway about this. But as a debut, <laughs> is it as good a debut as the um, the excellent Korean film that we watched the other week, Andy? Not horror, obviously, but past lives. Um, yeah. It's on a part. In a yeah, in a different, in a very different, different way. way. Yeah. In a different way, it's as good. I, I think they're both masterpieces in their own right, but in very, very different. I mean, just just to talk about past lives for just a moment. I, I okay. watched. I, I was yeah. I, know, I, was, I was reading a, a book earlier on, and he's had the picture of um, the main character and her friend when they're sat in front of the carousel in Brooklyn, and I thought that entire picture tells you the whole film pretty much <laughs> and it's, it's just an image but it is so perfectly set it's so well done the director i, I really should learn her name but she's an absolute <laughs> genius because that film is fucking stunning I, I cannot like praise that film enough and i i do think it's as good as you know what what peel achieved with get out hmm. i feel like the conversation surrounding specifically Black America, it obviously drives two very different sets of people in, in very different paths. But Get Out felt like it was walking the path in the middle, making relevant points without actually trying to piss off or Anyone. pander to yeah, people absolutely. too much. Yeah. I felt like he got it perfect on this yeah. all, yeah. which, as you say, for a debut is just unheard of almost. Did you watch his Twilight Zone series? I watched the first one. Yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, I think I didn't know when the second one was being released and I missed it and I just haven't had a chance to catch no, it. No, the, the, the ones we've caught have been really good. And also um, they made a film, they're in a film called Keanu, which is fucking brilliant. Have you seen it? Love it. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's tremendous. It's great. It's uh, really good. I was a big fan of Key and Peele bef- well before like he became this superstar yeah. director. Um, I, I just love their skits. And, mm. like, one of my favourite ones, I mean, when they did the, there was a zombie outbreak and the zombies wouldn't attack black people. <laughs> so all the black people were just congregating and having barbecues and stuff because <laughs> the white folks, the white zombies wouldn't touch them. And you can kind of see that he has taken that on um, into yeah, his filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. But he's just brilliant. Yeah, I, I don't think he understands. I don't think anyone understands America quite like Peel does. I think yeah. he's a, yeah, he's the voice of this generation. Yeah. And I think when you then watch something like Candyman, which I know is near DeLong, yeah, was the writer director, but I know he was producer and he, he did was, a pass yeah. on the script as well. You can hear his influence he's, he on can. that script yeah. as well. Yeah, I think the first one I saw of their sketch was the NFL one. 
I thought, yeah, this is so perfect. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And I, again, like you just say, about getting Black America and America in general, that mm. nails it. If anyone else did that, if if say if yeah. Ricky, Ricky Ricky Gervais did that, just to bring up his lordship, um, his lordship, really? <laughs> He's blocked me on Twitter. He's a prick. Of course he has. You've got to abuse him every day and expect to be uh, worshipped. But it is right, though. I mean, they got away with it for the obvious reason, but it's so spot on. It's genius. And yeah, so it's, it's so he's Get Out and mm. it works. Yeah. The next film that I wanted to talk about for socio-political horror, moving on from race, the other card that to be discussed, I think he's class. And I think American Psycho might be the perfect film when discussing it, especially because obviously it's set in the 1980s, which was very much where class warfare felt like it yeah. really started, or yeah. at least in my <laughs> mind somewhat. You, that's where the, the golf began because of Reaganomics and Thatcher and all that stuff, which is very much baked into that movie. So American Psycho, Tara, what do you think of the film? I read the book first. And when I heard they were making a film, I didn't see how they could possibly do it because the book is horrific. And there are so many bits in that book that have made mm. me cross my legs quite a few times, quite hard. Um, and then there was talk of getting Leonardo DiCaprio to play Patrick Bateman. And I was like, that's not going to fucking work. But I went to see it at the pictures and it's note perfect. Mary Harron and Guinevere Turner, I think, they did, they've did. they done a fantastic job on it. Mary mm. Harron directed it. And for a woman to direct a film as anti-women as that, hats off. Mm. I think, if I remember rightly, DiCaprio had been cast, but Bale refused to give up the role. Oh, okay. He kept hounding them until he, they gave him the role because he knew he was Patrick Bateman. Yeah. He knew he was perfect for that yeah. role. Yeah. I, I don't think I could see anybody else as I don't Bateman. think I could, no. I don't think I could. I think there's talk of a remake, and I can't remember who they've said. <laughs> Just yeah. why? There's no point. I know. But no, yeah. it's, 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 it's a brilliant, brilliant piece of cinema. It's one yeah. of those ones, if it's ever on the telly, it's like Goodfellas with me. If it's ever on the telly, even though we own it on DVD or Blu-ray, I've got to watch it. So if you come into mm. it and it's on, it's I've, that's it. That's me for the rest of the night watching that film. I mean, whenever a certain song comes on, you know, I kind of get the urge to kiss my bicep now every time. <laughs> and I, I, I was just looking around to see if I had a coat hanger present, but they're all upstairs. And they're not wire, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but the, it's it's the, it's a in a weird way, it was if that came out now. There'd be, I know there is anyway, but it'd be a meme factory. The, yeah. the whole film, mm. it's just, it's brilliant, but it's also terrifying. And it's, but again, we're not going to qualify to talk about it, are we? Because we were too young to experience that stuff. But from people who were there, especially people who were there in in New York at that time, mm. um, fellow jet sufferers who I've spoke <laughs> to <laughs> through that ridiculous franchise that. There, so that he nailed it, and that's exactly what it was like. Not feeding cats to ATM machines, admittedly. Yeah. But yeah, there's no other than trading places. You ain't gonna get anywhere that shows a divide as much as that film. Oh um, no, Wall Street, Wall mm. Street as well. Mm. Mm. But um, yeah, no, he, Christian Bale is. I can't. I couldn't ever see anyone else playing Patrick Bateman because he just is him. 
Yeah, absolutely. The, I don't know what it is about him, but obviously he's Welsh. I mean, he, he's Cockney via Wales, I believe. <laughs> I think he's, you know, that's his, his make. But he feels more American than anyone has ever felt yeah, yeah. in that movie, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, yeah. Mm, I, I do. I I love that film. I love Chloe Sevigny. I think he's such an interesting actor. Mm. Who doesn't get the role she deserves. No. But I think that makes her more interesting as well because mm. we only ever see her in bit parts and indie movies, and she's such an interesting actor because yeah. of it. Mm. But unfortunately, we do have to suffer the Jared Leto of it all. <laughs> Even though he's not awful in this movie. In fairness, yeah. he's he's one of the more tor- tolerable uh, Jared Leto performances. Is there anything else? I was going to say, I saw a t-shirt the other day that you could get, um, uh, you can get a Dorsia t-shirt and it's got the address of Dorsia on it as well. You know, the Mm. restaurant where he tries to get reservations with Paul. So I might, I think it was on Last Exit to Nowhere, so I might have to pick that up. My t-shirt today is Last Exit to Nowhere, um, Midsummer one. Tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous. What a link. (laughs) Yeah. That that nearly made the list when we get to one of the later topics, but I, I think we will mention that as well because that is a fantastic horror movie that's twenty uh, first century. Um, is there anything else socio politically over the past twenty plus years that you oh, think God. deserves a mention? Be it class, be it race, gender equality, anything that springs to mind in particular? I'm trying to think. Uh... This was the one. This was the one category I was completely blank on, and I know okay. full well as soon as this goes out, you're going to get bombarded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not to worry. We can always come back to it if you think of something. Yeah. Uh, the next film is actually a franchise of films. It's the Final Destination films. So we've currently had five films which span from 2000 to 2011, and there is allegedly another one in the works currently. Um. The reason I brought this one in is because there is no identifiable villain. Mm. And I I don't think we've had an identifiable villain in the 21st century that's lasted to any great deal. Other than, like, I mean, I know you've got um, Scream, but that started in the 90s. We've had quite a few who've come for maybe one or two films. The only one probably is John Kramer from Saw. I was going to say, when Stu sent me the message over, there was no identifiable bad guy, and I was like, Jigsaw's right fucking there, man. <laughs> yeah, He died in the third film. He's still there. Like, still he there. hasn't really been around. He's in the A new lot one. of the film is his, you know, his <laughs> legacy, almost. Yeah, true. And, I, and let's be honest, Billy is more identifiable than John Crane. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't feel like we've had a Kruger or a Mike Myers or anyone like that in the 21st century, and I really can't put my finger on why we're lacking that leading man, leading lady of death. I, I don't get it. Any thoughts on why we've got this void? It's like we said at the start of um of of this list of films that we were going to be talking about when we spoke about zombies and I feel like zombies sort of took over yeah. a nameless, faceless, unidentifiable blur of things. And I, I don't, don't know. know if maybe, it's, maybe it's because we don't, re- there's enough horror, like real life horror that we don't really need a boogeyman anymore. Hmm. You know, um, 
And that was like 70s and 80s. You couldn't, you know, there's Pinhead, um, who tends to get left off lists. Um, He's never seen that film. Have you not? I went to see it at at Birmingham New Street. Uh, They did a double bill about a couple of months ago, my next door neighbour. The sound was terrible, but it's just a great film. It's a, you should watch, you should give it a chance. There's some shitty special effects right near the end, <laughs> absolute dog shit. But uh, and David had watched it at the time, and he said, "Yeah, I thought they were shit back then in back in 1987." Um, I don't know. Maybe we don't need one anymore because the world's a bad enough place. I think it's just. Again, we bring, I'll bring it back to the other the other category of you look at the 90s and what did you have? Sonic Mario. You don't have that now. It's almost like people needed mascots and yeah. people needed like an icon or a brand, whereas mm-hmm. Saw is the brand yeah. for that. Yeah. Final Destination is the theme of Final Destination. It's like it almost doesn't need it. Even um, even Hostel to an extent. Hostel is the brand. You know what you're getting when yeah. you go into those films. So you and don't like, need a bad guy. Like the purge. The mm. purge is the the purge itself is the bad guy. That noise mm. is the bad guy. Mm. It doesn't need a man in a tower. No. Or or an evil genius stroking his beard. Even the Bond films went away from that. So to well to a certain extent. <laughs> but <laughs> it just seems that mascots or or the big bad have just gone mm. it, it, it is you can see it coming back because it's all it, everything's all cyclical actually and we, we, do you know what i've mentioned him earlier before and I, he's staring me in the fucking face art the clown from terrifier he's a he's a bona fide yeah. big bad you know people are cosplaying as him now when i was in budapest last week um i saw a girl and she had an art the clown tattoo on her leg so He's making an impact, even if his films are misogynistic dog shit. Um, yeah, he's Art the Clown. Yeah, I mean, that is a good point. When Terrifier 2 came out, he did seem to be fucking everywhere, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, mean, I know we're only two films in with him, and obviously things can go sideways, but I think that possibly is the, the next one. And they're doing the third think... one now, so... Mm. You'd think studios would want an identifiable character that they can make dolls of and yeah. sell to idiots like me who buy everything with all my you know Funko Pops behind me currently and yeah Tara with her uh, England stuff on, on display currently but you'd think like studios would want someone like that they'd want another ghost face killer to mm. you know sell Halloween costumes of and but they're still running the same old same old and well, new, new line cinema is built on the blood of freddy krueger's victims because it was it was a, 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 its last chance new line cinema and then nightmare on elm street mm. came out and that saved the cinema that saved that saved the company so mm. they you know it's thank freddy for new line cinema <laughs> still being around today yeah so thank freddy for lord of the rings yeah thank god thank god mm. um we don't, I know we didn't mention it earlier, it's not doesn't really fit in, but even Stranger Things, with how huge it is, we were talking about the streaming stuff earlier, mm. that hasn't, until the last season really, had the big bad or someone mm. recognisable as the big bad. But you still don't see him on bags or you still don't see him on tattoos. No, that's true. Not yet, not yet anyway. Yeah, no. 
Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. Uh, so, Final Destination, as a franchise, you did say earlier that you thought that you had, you'd have one good, one bad. It was a bit of the Star Trek way of making films, one good one, one bad one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with this series, I actually thought this was quite an inventive way of setting it up where fate was the bad guy in it. I thought it was mm. a really interesting idea. Back in 2000, it felt very original and very unique. Mm. How do you think it fared across the five films? Um, there's a massive, ginormous plot hole in Final Destination 3, which if you go back and watch it, you will see it. It's like well, none of this would ever have happened because of X. Um, but I, yeah, they've got... <laughs> I'm going to sound like um, the two lads from the League Gentlemen. How many killings? You know, there's, there's loads of really inventive kills, like um, the nail gun to the back of the head and the sunbeds and stuff. Um, it's kind of just more of the same, though, really. Mm. Yeah. It's just more and more inventive ways of doing it, like yeah. what, what the Saw films are. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if but that's if the new one, if it happens. If anyone has new things that we've never seen before, then great. Mm. That's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. if not, then you, we, everyone's just going to be disappointed and it's just a waste again. Yeah. So mm. It'll almost certainly be a trilogy because that's what they always do, yeah. regardless yeah. of actual quality of film. <laughs> well, I feel like the way the fifth one ended with it tying very much into the first film, like, it came full circle. Why do we really need to revisit these things? I mean, th this is a slight tangent, but we have had a number of remakes and stuff across the 21st century of films that are not that old, both horror and non-horror. Mm. Do we need to keep seeing remakes of things? I mean, will we get a nightmare remake, do you think, Tara? We've had one. It was shit. Have we really? Yeah. Oh, shit. We had um, Jackie... Yes, we did. I'd completely scrubbed that from my memory. That's so uh, bad. I wish I fucking had. I went to uh, <laughs> I went to the pictures of my Tom, with my friend Tom to see it. David wasn't that bothered, and um, we kept, Tom and me came out and met David at the pub, and it was like, what was it like? And I, I, I was doing to myself what David did when he went to see um, the first of the new Star Wars films. Mm. Um, <sighs> talking as though you're trying to convince yourself that you liked it <laughs> and I was doing that going yeah I liked it but there was a question at the end of my voice so um and then in subsequent times I have watched it I haven't bought it I've watched it on telly and then David watched it with me and was like that was fucking dreadful it's like yeah it was wasn't it and it's a shame because Jackie O'Haley gets a lot of shit for it he was really good he was great in it it's just it was a terrible plot and his makeup what I guess because there's so many purists like myself um, his makeup, you know, his makeup looked more like a Burns victim, but it wasn't what we wanted. We wanted our Freddy, mm. and we didn't get him. And um, yeah, so there was a remake. There's, I'd say, there's probably going to be more talk of another remake. Um, funnily enough, we've mentioned him earlier tonight. Um, Robert England's preferred actor to play. Uh, Freddy is uh, Kevin Bacon, which I can totally okay. see. That work. Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting choice, actually. I could see that. Mm. 
Stu, is there anything you would want to see given an update in the 21st century? Is there anything, like, I don't know, what, what do you think, maybe a, a restart in Halloween? Would that be sacrilegious? Just done it. Yeah. Well, I mean, did they? Or was it just bullshit that's going to be instantly fucking retconned because it was wank? I haven't watched the last one yet. No, the last I haven't watched the last one either. Couldn't stomach it. But the first that was the thing. The first new one was all right. I enjoyed the first new one. I did. And (laughs) Andy's doing his little wink there. I was going to say, yet again, I was going to say for the for the audio listeners, but everyone's an audio listener. And <laughs> you're never getting this on video, there's reasons. <laughs> it was a fan cast for that. Um, I don't know, maybe stuff like things that haven't aged at all well, like Hellraiser, that is a bit ridiculous and but shit. That's been remade. Yeah, again. And badly. I didn't, yeah, it, I, I, it was boring. We switched it yeah. off. Yeah, like there's ideas there of things that you can't with a modern eye you can't watch for the first time and take seriously anymore. Mm. In that case, if it can be done properly, I'm not against it. Mm. But it's doing it properly that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. And the only one that can has done it recently it was the '80s, but The Fly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you couldn't do The Fly now. It no. it wouldn't work. Because it, it was all about the practical. Yeah. But and it still looks pretty horrendous as well, in a good way. Mm. So you couldn't do that or fly to with Eric Stoltz, um, which is good for the end scene alone. Yes, it is great for that. Um, but yeah, nothing in particular, just things that I know I'm not going to watch because it's it's just, I'm out of time with it now. It's too late. Right. I get you. I get you. Okay. Uh, so moving on then to the next topic that I've got is A24 takes over. And the film that I picked to demonstrate this was X. But with all honesty, it could quite easily have been Hereditary. It could have been Midsummer. It could have been Pearl. It could have been Bowie's Afraid. Like A24, <laughs> like the title of A24 takes over for a reason is because A24 has taken over. I think you look at someone like um, Jason Blum of Blumhouse. Mm. They're very fine films. They're all good, but they're all generic horror movies. But yeah. for the most, that, that's not a slander against them. I have enjoyed most of those movies, to be perfectly honest. But they're all very identifiable as, well, Megan is quite clearly Charles Play, And, you know, you've got those parallels. Mm. Whereas you look at someone like A24, who give creatives license to make their vision and like obviously they keep them within a set parameter unlike netflix who just let people do whatever the fuck they want and Mm. serve up a pile of shit a24 don't seem to miss very often and i think since probably 2013 14 they have been outstanding at providing us with just quality cinema both horror and non-horror no one's got their strike rate from, you know, in my opinion, and also they were one of the first people to agree to the WGA's uh, what they wanted for the the writers. Oh, no, they, wasn't just, it, okay. they didn't have to because they were working in that anyway. They were, I think it was. They, oh, is that right? So yeah, they were already on. They were already the, doing yeah. it. So they so they're very much there for the creatives. They love their. And I I just think A twenty four. 
like I don't I shouldn't be repping a fucking company that feels <laughs> that feels very capitalistic and I don't like it. But at the same time, A twenty four are just outstanding. Have you seen Talk so, to Me? Yes, and it's one of the best films I've seen this year. Yeah. We were bemoaning about how shit horror's been in twenty twenty three for the yeah. first six months. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we got the boogeyman and we got Talk to Me, which came out within the space of a couple of weeks of each other. Mm. And they were just incredible. Yeah. But talk brilliant. to me. And I I don't really, we spoke about, I don't really care for franchise films, but I feel like Talk To Me is possibly going to start down that road. It's getting a we prequel. Get a sequel to that. Well, yeah, getting, prequel. yeah, prequel, yeah. So and I'm just, all for it. Yeah. I really want more. I want to know more about it. But there Incredible. we go. That's a, that's an A24. Yeah, absolutely. So what is it about A24, which has really helped them take over? I think they just respect the creator's views and ideas and i think they're kind of that if you want to make it make it here's some cash just don't mm. you know I don't yeah know. i think they invest in they they take on board really interesting um stories so like i i love the witch i love the witch so much so i've got mm-hmm. black philip tattooed on my thigh um, <laughs> but i know that that's not for everyone but it was for me I know a lot of people who tried watching it and they couldn't. They couldn't get part. They yeah. couldn't get through it. Um, Hereditary is a great film. Just the, that one scene alone. I, I saw. I was on the A twenty four website last night looking through the the merchandise, and you can buy a jigsaw of that one scene. Fantastic. Yeah, oh. I was so tempted. <laughs> Early Christmas present, um, <laughs> and then of course Midsummer, which I adored i saw it twice in one week with my i went once with david and once with my friend chrissy and i've literally seen the film bought the t-shirt it's Mm. fantastic such a good it's they're just interesting ideas i still haven't seen bo bo is afraid yet oh wow (laughs) i loved it but i also realize it's the most self-indulgent film (laughs) i have seen in a long time but i loved it because of it uh, you, by the way, you can buy an incense burner and for Midsummer, the the tent at the end, Fantastic. which is genius. Yeah. But so I've got the list of films up of A24. Yeah. So their first film was February 2013, A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III by Roman Coppola. Then we had Ginger and Rosa, Spring Breakers, The Bling Ring, The Spectacular Neg. So really the first five films didn't really make much of an impact. I mean, Spring Breakers did, but not in a positive way. And then we got Enemy, Under the Sun, Lock, obvious child. Lock, Lock is a great film. Have you seen Yeah, tremendous. Stephen Knight, I didn't realise it's Stephen Knight, actually, but that, yeah, just incredible. So 2014, all of a sudden, they've gone from making very unspectacular movies to making films that people are paying attention to. Mm. Tusk, I mean that that's a film that's very divisive. I love Tusk. I love it because I love Stephen uh, Stephen Smith, mm. Kevin Smith. So like uh, again, as you said, it's not a film for everybody, but those who like it will really really like it. Mm. And I feel that that's what A24, that's their audience is if you like this you'll fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. Stu, thoughts on A24 movies? I'm just looking down the list as well now because I, I was thinking is the is the lighthouse one of them and I don't think it is, is it? I 
don't think that was. It's, um, it's the same vibe. Oh, it is. It is. Sorry. It's, yeah. Oh, Robert Eggers. Yeah. The Lighthouse. Yeah. Um, no, I was just even that Oasis documentary, A twenty four. Yeah. Just some of the. Uh, yeah. The Amy Winehouse one was Asif Kapadia's second film. That was A twenty four, and Asif Kapadia, obviously, tremendous documentarian. Killing of a Sacred Deer, an amazing oh, film. That's a great film. We've, we've never talked about it on here, I don't think. No. Um, Brilliant. My first glimpse of Barry Keoghan, that film. <laughs> oh, he's in some weird, weird, mad stuff. Um, Saltburn. Yeah, he's Saltburn. Saltburn, yeah. which I really want mm. to see. But even things like, where's it gone now? What we talked about, um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, he's A24 as well. Of course oh, it is. I didn't get on with that. We switched <gasps> it, we switched it oh. off. Oh, that's why then. No, it's just, it was doing my head in. We need to power through. Mm. I know exactly what you mean. It, it, it's so it is very much up its own ass. Yeah. Um, but you need to get you need to power through to the end because it, it is it's wonderful. I mean, to be I honest, I did power through the taxes. greasy strangler. So. <laughs> but then again, the green knight is on here, and that's awful. Was so. it? I no, wanted to. Not. I wanted no, to watch not. that. So good. No, it's not. Brilliant. Dev Patel. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's David Patel. It's going to be good. And it is. Hmm. And Rob, uh, not Rob, um, Ineson, Ralph Ineson is in it as well. Him from which? Really good. Yeah. Finchy from The Office. Finchy, yeah. <laughs> Who is it? Who's in, um, amazingly, he's in The Creator. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very odd um, situation. I think he's friends with uh, Gareth, Gareth Edwards. Hmm. Is he Edwards? Yeah, yeah. He's Edwards, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but him with that voice doing an American accent is just very yeah. peculiar. It's weird, um, isn't it? <laughs> again, another one that we we talked about at the time: bodies, bodies, bodies. I really, one. really enjoyed. I, I love Rachel Senot though. Yeah. It's brilliant, and it's got my favourite joke about podcasters that doesn't. <laughs> it, it's not insulting podcasters, but it's so it's insulting enough. I think is the mm. uh, the thing to it. But like you said, all of those films, they're very much. If you like them, you will really, really like them. And yeah. I, I really like pretty much everything they've done because everything is unique and it is original. And even if it's not a great film, it seems to have a great seed of an idea to it. And I think that's so much more interesting than the studios, you know, you know Marvel and DC and you know everyone pumping out pretty much the same genre of film time and again. And A24 should just be applauded for being a little bit different to the rest. Absolutely, yeah. We need more. We don't, you know, I don't want cookie cutter horror films. I want different out there things. Ex Machina as well. Ex Machina is such a great film. Their big Christmas release on December 22nd is The Iron Claw, the story of the Von Erich wrestling family, which is the most depressing story you will ever see. And it's the 22nd of December. And I couldn't be more excited about watching it, but that should not be out two day, three days before Christmas. It's insane, but I'm so excited because who else is going to make a film about the Texas tornado? Like it's just not going to happen. I, yeah, so I love it, and of course we've got a, a Nick Cage film coming out soon. Uh, Dream scenario: a schlubby professor becomes an overnight celebrity after appearing in everyone's dream. Like it's just kind of insane. Christopher Borgley is the director. I don't think they've even got an IMDb page. That's how little this person is known. It's just incredible. 
Yeah. I, I genuinely couldn't speak highly enough about A24. No, I I'd, really... I'd love to do a series of just watching all of their films. Yeah. They're really they're re- a really exciting production company. It feels bizarre that they've only been around for 10 years. Because mm. they feel part of the furniture now. Like they've, they've been around that long and yeah. they've given us so much good. And Oscar winners, like, like The Whale was yeah. a... Um, yeah. That <laughs> yeah, was one of theirs. Of Brilliant. Anything else from A24 that you would think is worthy of mention? Anything that springs to mind? I know we mentioned quite a few of them. <laughs> There's one that's got Numi Rapace in. Is it Lamb, I think? I haven't watched it yes. yet. I haven't Weird watched it. We've got it, yeah. But, yeah. And it's one you'll either really hate it or you'll really love it. Like prime A24, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, Bowie's, Bowie's afraid. I mean, within the space of, what, three days? Oh, we're, we're constantly talking about it. Obviously, Matt was never going to watch it anyway. Um, but it was like, so after coming out of it, I said, I don't know what to say. I've got nothing to say about this and everything to say at the same time. Yes. Yeah. It's so fucked up and odd mm. that I kind of wish that it was around when I was at uni because you, you could just put a whole dissertation about that one film alone. It's, it's mm. But now with a bit of distance to it, it's genius. It's genius. Yeah, absolutely. I'll have to seek like, it out. I mean, I've said before, there are some films that make me want to write an essay on it, and Bowie's Afraid did that. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies did that. Yeah, A24 make me want to write about films. They're, I just think they're such an interesting thing. So the one film that I, like the film that I highlighted was X, the Thai West film starring Mia Garth. Which one, X or Pearl? Stu, which one would you go with out of those two? Which one did you prefer of the two? X. Yeah. Tara, are you in agreement? Is it a clean sweep? Because I agree with Stu. I think X is slightly better. I think Pearl was great, but X was I don't better. know. I'm going to go for Pearl because of her performance, especially that last closing scene. Mm. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the but, credits scene. Yeah, yeah. Apparent, who, think... who, who, somebody told me that the director told her to do that and she didn't know she had to do it and so she was fuming. After <laughs> it's like yeah, just keep it, just keep keep going, keep going. I think mainly as well because it was so unexpected. Mm. Yeah, with X mm. because mm. it was one of them. I think Judah told me about that first of all, um, but yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it's like it's one of them. It's like a going from an eight and a nine. Which one do you go? Yeah. yeah. So just. Just X. I'm very much enjoying Mia Goth becoming a screen queen, though, because she was in Infinity Pool as well, and that was fantastic. I haven't got raised to that one. That um, was really good. Cronenberg's yeah. lad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Brandon. Da- Damon? Damon? Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, that's the one. Yes, have you seen? I enjoyed. Um, have you seen um, Antiviral by him? Brandon Cronenberg. Don't think I have. I that's really. Think I've only seen one, and it's possessed. Yeah. I enjoyed Possessor. Uh, yeah. I do like her, though. I think, um, fuck, Mandy. What, what's her name? Oh, Andrea Riseborough. Andrea Riseborough. I think she's very, very good in everything. I just couldn't think of her name. And, um, um, oh, yeah. Anti- look up Antiviral. It's really, really interesting. Really interesting premise. Okay. Super. Right. Um, yeah, that, that's making the list as well. Right. So the last of the 10 films of the 21st century of horror is also another franchise sort of this 
comes under the heading of requels and continuation of never-ending franchises. And it's Scream. So we had Scream 1 and 2 came out in, I think it was 96 and 98, if I remember rightly. Mm. And then 3 was 2004, was 11, and then 5, 6, and we'll be getting 7 next year over the last few the requel has become something of a cause, not even a cause celeb, because they're mostly being shit, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> this is just recycling IP, isn't it? This is, we've got nothing else to say, so yeah. let's just bring back the old stuff. Mm. Has Scream, has the the new Scream, let, let's start with the most recent ones at least, has the new Scream, so five, six so far, have they been worth the time and effort? Um, <laughs> I, went, I went to a double bill screening of five and six because I'm not the biggest fan of the Scream franchise, if I'm being honest. Um, so I went double bill, five and six, with my next door neighbour and some of his friends. So I hadn't seen five. Sitting next to a girl and she was just, she'd seen it. And so when it comes out who the killer is, and they deny it. And it's like, it's fucking you, you prick. And I was like, really? Really? Yeah. So she spoiled the whole film for me. So, and then so for the um, Scream 6, I'm, I moved because I didn't want to be sat by her. I don't, I don't know. They're just... I've, re, I've revisited Scream since. And I get it now. I didn't get it at the time. I get it now. I get how clever it is. And, you know, it's always good to see the Fonz in stuff. <laughs> um, I don't think they need to rehash it. I don't... But they're just going to do it because it's flogging a dead horse. You know, if Robert England said, I'll play Freddy again, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> and it will be, you know, he's, what is he, 76 now. But I'll be there. They, they know. They've got their They've got their key audience. And yeah, they've they've just never really done it for me. The screen films. Hmm. Stu, what what's your thoughts been on the the two most recent ones so far? I was very worried um, going into five because I did I enjoyed them and I and the incredibly underrated MTV series as well, which was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, because it was on MTV and it had that nonsense pop up thing. Yeah, <laughs> they're still doing it like it's VH1 back in like 2002, where it comes up and it tells you what the song that's playing. Pop up video, yeah, yeah. It, it was like that. It's like a pop up video, um, but there was no other way of getting it because it was an MTV thing. So even if you if you don't go it through other means, it still had this stuff on it, so it ruined it all. But that kind of faded towards whenever there was something going on. It was like more when they were in calves and stuff. But anyway, mm. um, and then we had Screen Queens as well, which was. Is that Emma? Yeah, Emma Roberts. And, yeah, Emma and, Roberts. Yeah, that was Emma Roberts and Leah Michelle. So obviously, I was going to enjoy it, <laughs> and I loved the. There was the one character, the deaf girl, who was a big fan of Taylor Swift, and yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but that was the funniest joke I ever heard at the time. And I don't know why, but I just loved it. It was brilliant. You know, it, it has been enjoyable tonight watching the NFL and not seeing or well, thankfully not hearing Taylor Swift being mentioned again for the fourth week in a row because it's getting a bit out of hand. Um, mm. But a bit getting out of hand, like Scream, because I liked Five. Um, I, I was very surprised by it. I thought it was really clever what they did with it. 
six was shit. It was like proper shit. Um, mm. Just I just when I, mean, I didn't like it, mm. and that's saying something. And it wasn't like oh yeah, I was in a bad mood or whatever because that's not that often that that happens, is it? I just thought well, there was a couple of scenes in it which I'm not obviously not going to say what they are. But there was a couple of scenes in it that was genuinely new and different. Mm. I thought oh that's really clever, well mm. done. And then you got that ending, and you think what 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 is this? And I think, okay, well, we know that there's going to be more. They've already said that there's going to be more anyway. Mm. Um, but it's like, well, okay, we're dragging our ass back to the screening again. And we've got to, I'm so invested in it now, it's got to be done. Like watching after what The Last Jedi, as we always say. Um, that nearly, <laughs> after that, nearly ruined everything for Star Wars. But yeah, it, you can't really do it with Scream, can you? It's had already gone way too far. Yeah. But, and they brought it back in a clever way, which I thought, okay, you've done it, fine. Mm-hmm. Leave it as a little tribute. That ended really well. And then they brought it back again, and it was shit. So I've got no enthusiasm for the next one if right. it happens. Um, but I've been proved wrong many times in the past, and hopefully <laughs> it happens again. Mm. I'm in complete agreement. Like the first, the, the fifth one, sorry. So the first of the new trilogy. Mm was fine like i mostly enjoyed it um didn't it have what's his name jack quaid Leeson. quaid jack, i was gonna jack say jack quaid. leeson but no jack quaid jack quaid's in it. i quite like jack quaid I, so. love, I love jack quaid like it was fine i didn't hate it there was a few issues i had where they were clearly playing off the old tropes and i don't mind that but when you do the same joke four or five times in a row mm. yeah and they did that throughout the entirety of Scream 6. Like hmm. The entirety of Scream 6 was every trope that we've taken the piece out of, we're going to do them and you're going to fucking take it in your throat because we're going <laughs> to ram it down there. All right, chill out, Russell Brand. Christ. <laughs> I, I, I hated 6. I thought Gorgeous. it was awful, awful movie. And the biggest thing that pissed me off the most the advertising campaign was all about we're in the Big Apple now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at no point does anything in that movie resemble anything to do with New York. Other than, like, they're on a subway, but they could have been fucking anywhere on a yeah. train with that. Yeah. And they were in Central Park, but that could have been any park anywhere. And they somehow managed to get, like, across the city in minutes, which is not Can't how New do. York works. No. Like, it's impossible. So I really hated everything about it. And again, I figured out pretty much everything within 20 minutes of the movie, which is always a bad sign. Whereas I didn't with Scream 5. Like I, it kept me guessing through most of it. But Scream 6, they signposted everything immediately. Even the opening sequence, which was all about things are different now. I knew what was going to happen then because you've told me it's different. Just don't say fucking anything then. And that's the best way. And that's what I try to avoid as much as I can with films. This is why I'm going the stew route with movies now. I'm just avoiding no everything trailers. I can with it. Yeah. Because they just spoil it for themselves. Well, no, that's it. So I I haven't been asked about watching The New Exorcist because I've heard it's absolute dog shit. But I read a spoiler um, that was like on a thing. So I know something that I didn't know before. And I'm less mm. inclined to go see, even though I've got my Limitless. I can't be asked because people are just going to be spoiling it. Yeah, I, I've heard very bad things about it, which have 
like immediately put me off yeah. which is a shame because it's david gordon green who did job which we really enjoyed Stu. Yeah. the nick cage film in the dirty south like that was the best fi- one of the best movie. films one of the best films that no one's ever seen <laughs> yeah i mean it's one of nicholas cage's favorite performances of his own work like it's really, really good. And he also wrote and directed a lot of The Righteous Gemstones, which is a series which I really, really enjoyed this year. Um, but then he also did the Halloween requels, or as we speak about requels, and now he's doing The Exorcist Believer. And then, like, there is a trilogy planned, and for yeah, the life of me, I can't remember what the next one is. It's like The Exorcist Non-Believer or some shit. But... Like I think this one is going to be doing so badly, I don't think that they'll be picked up for two and three mm. by the sense of uh, how badly it's gone down. It's currently sat on a 5.1 on IMDb, so it's very MOR, but yeah, remains to be seen on that one. Mm. Uh, in regards to Scream 3, then, so if we go right the way back to the start of the century, I remember telling my friends before we even went in the cinema, the killer will be Sydney's brother. <laughs> and, like, I know this is a spoiler, but it's a 23 year old film. So if you haven't seen it, fuck you, that's your problem. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember saying before, like, we were even in there saying, I, I told you, told them who the killer was going to be. And, and it was. And I feel like that's where Scream went wrong is that they really just sort of phoned it in for yeah. the third. When, when they had no intentions of doing a fourth, fifth, etc., when it was just going to be the trilogy. They really shut the bed. They did not stick the landing at all in that third film. That was a very, very dull movie. Mm. Stu, do you remember that movie? Yeah, because one? I watched them all before five. You so did, of course you did. Yeah. Even even with my brain damage, um, <laughs> I've, that doesn't count because I've seen seen them before. But yeah, um, <laughs> it was another one like, like <laughs> it sounds early trying to convince yourself that it's not bad. Mm. Um, and it, it was like that. But I still say that Spider-Man 3 is actually all right if you give it a chance again. It's not I as bad as... I will watch Spider-Man 3 before I watch any of the new ones. <laughs> any day. I, I enjoy Spider-Man 3 because it is fucking silly. Yeah. It's more fun than Amazing Spider-Man and Tom Holland. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Although, have you watched um, the, the, the new Spider-Man-ish uh, stuff that I told you about? On, um, the animated thing you showed me yes, the other day. Spidey and his amazing friends on CBeebies. No, I haven't. Is this it's old? All... Is this old? No, it's it's new. Because Spider-Man and his amazing friends used to be on when I was a kid, and it was him, uh, Iceman and Firestar, and I loved yeah. it. Because... Oh, the ha- Hanna-Barbera, was yeah, it, yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, this is Spidey. Spidey and his amazing friends. It's CG, big heads. Um, very, well, obviously aimed at like toddlers and <laughs> like five, six-year-olds. But it's actually really fun. Um, it's a Disney XD thing, so I presume it's mm. on Disney Plus as well. But, yeah, that's actually good, unlike Scream 3. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. And, like, yeah, like, like I said, they didn't stick the landing, did they? No. One's a good film. Two is a fun film, but it's not brilliant. And three is just dour. Even though it had Jay and Silent Bob in, so I should have loved it. Yeah. But yeah. Tara, thoughts on the third one? I couldn't tell you because I think I saw it when it came out and I, it hasn't troubled my mind since. And okay. I only went, I only went to fair. see it because um, Jay and Silent Bob were in it. That's yeah. It. 
Yeah. Um, so the fourth film then. So we'll end it on the uh, on Scream Four. I quite enjoyed it because it felt it was the least Scream feeling film of the four. Uh, sorry, of the the six that we've had. I think it was the one that felt the most original. Weirdly, it was the one that didn't really rely on the tropes of other movies as much. Mm. Stu, obviously you've you've watched it probably more recently than both myself and Tara. What what are your thoughts on the fourth one? It was more like you know where how was it Alien Three was the one in the in the prison. Yeah. Where that's yeah. it, it's completely different to the first. Like well, another the second one's different to the first anyway. It could be called something else, and you could change the characters, and you'd never know it was originally a screen film. Oh, that's like mm. Halloween Three. Halloween Three is completely different because there's no um, there's no Michael Myers in it. Is yeah. that the Silver Shamrock one? Yeah, it's my yeah. favorite. It's the best one. I mean, it doesn't feel like a screen film, which is probably why it worked. Mm. No. I'm just looking at the cast now, and there are people I did not remember were actually in it. Anna Paquin, Kristen Bell, Alison Bray, Emma Roberts. I mean, that's a really good cast. I might have to watch Screen 4 again, you know. <laughs> Fuck the rest. I just want to watch that one again. <laughs> Tara, thoughts on the fourth one? Did you ever get round to it? No. I was so put off by the first one. That is, like I say, I've only recently started re- I've mm. rewatched the first two. And then I haven't bothered. And then I went to see five and six. So I should yeah. probably, to be a completist, I should probably go and watch them. Yes. I suppose the fourth one, Hayden Panettiere, is the link between the fourth and the sixth one. Right. She yeah. appears in that and then comes back. Yeah. But like the, you don't really need to know anything about that no. stuff. It's mostly explained within the movie because yeah. it's a badly written movie and they tell you everything. Um, <laughs> Any other requels or never-ending franchises that spring to mind throughout the 21st century? Anything they just won't let fucking die. Saw. I mean, the one that immediately springs to... Yeah, Saw. The one that sprang to my mind is The Walking Dead, if you go onto TV. Yeah. It felt like that went on far too long. Yeah. And have you Have you watched oh, the new one? Have you watched the Daryl stuff yet? No. Because isn't it just basically The Last of Us? He's in France, eh? For some reason. Um, yeah. Which is fucking zombified anyway. So <laughs> what's the difference? But, uh, but I, I saw something on, it might have been Collider or something else like that, where they talked about souped up zombies. And I thought, oh no. Oh dear. Mm-hmm. Is, is, are they going to be different? Like when they, the first time we saw them, um, when they were wearing the masks and, and they started whisp- the whisperers, I thought, what, they've evolved? Or when they can climb? And I thought, is it just going to be something like this again? Um, but I haven't got around to it either. Even though I, I did like the um, the spin-off with ne- the Negan one, Dead City, mm. I thought that was all right. Um, yeah, and it, it got that's the thing with again with the Walking Dead. It was awful, and that's why Matt was when he got over being scared. Um, <laughs> he managed to, <laughs> he just gave up um, half at the the right time, which a lot of people did. We did. We yeah. we gave up because it was. T- Dragging on and on, and I didn't but, actually care because it was like, cause it was like that for years. <laughs> a lot, a lot of people's like, okay, well that's enough, like you. But we, uh, the ones who stuck at it, it actually did get better, didn't it? it, it towards the end, it, it got back to how, how it started. And you mm. think, well, if you can get that arc, but then you had the tales of the Walking Dead, which is awful. Hmm. Um, 
the except for the one was... with Terry Crews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was funny. Terry, Terry Crews. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the Negan one was all right, and uh, but this one sounds mental again. So it's like, well, you've got an IP, drain it for as much as it, it, you've possibly mm. got to get because no one's got any new ideas anymore. Mm. And it's you look a shame at... because I, I loved the the series, the books, like all yeah, hundred and eighty. Yeah. Three, four, however many they were, and then like, I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant series, and like the, like they sort of followed it throughout the TV series, but it got so boring, and I thought this just isn't like I've read these stories and I don't recognise them, mm. like that's how bad it was at parts. Mm. But like you said, Tori, you gave up on it. Matt gave up on it. I think season was it season eight where he ends with Negan getting his throat slit. He doesn't die, but that's how the the fight goes. I remember saying to you, Stu, after that, I'll give the first episode of the next season a watch. And if it's shit, I'm dropping it. And it was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and it stayed brilliant for the last two seasons. And I'm really glad I stuck with it in the end because it was so good. Mm. But you did have four or five years in the middle, which was just turgid oh, shit. Yeah. Dog shit. But yeah, I've heard that apparently the Daryl Dixon show is him with a young boy who might have the cure in his blood and he's helping them like get to the not the C D C but you know effectively what they did in The Last of Us. Yeah. Um it, it's not based on The Last of Us. The guy who wrote it never read the or never played the game or yeah. saw the T V series. And then the T V series hit and he's like Shit, we've just made the same show. Yeah. So I don't know if they managed to change it, in, it up in the end or what, but yeah, that that was apparently what I heard it was going to be. I mean that that's that's your prime answer for this that you don't want it to go that way. It's the Last of Us. No. Not, I know I know you can't play it because you're eyes, but yeah, the second the second although the the field of view things fixed in the in the first the remake of the first one. Um, because there's all the accessibility sliders like in God of War, so you might be okay. Oh, okay. I'll give that a try then. And apparently they're remaking the second one, even though it's like not even what, six years old or whatever, um, mm. or tarting it up a little bit. We know they're going to do a third game. We know they're going to do a second and third season of the show, but leave it there. Yeah. That's it. That's Leave yeah. it alone. Mm. We don't need any more than that. It's no. perfect. Yeah. Oh, um, we saw the first images this week of the next... Walking Dead spin-off, the Those Who Survive, the Rick and Michonne one, I think it's oh, called. Like I, I want to see it because I want to see the like the culmination of Rick's story because mm. you know we've gone this far. I don't really care about Daryl, if I'm being blunt. And I don't really give a shit about Carol and she's supposed to be in the next season of it as well. But I don't think I'm gonna bother with the Daryl Dixon one. But I'll probably watch Rick's, you know, if if they give us six episodes and that his story, mm. then I'll be pleased. Yeah. If we're talking about this in two years' time, I'm going to be furious. Like I don't well, want to like, just drag <laughs> it out. Just give me a short story. Considering it was supposed to be three films anyway in the first place. Mm. Yeah, that would, that's very that true. Would be perfectly acceptable to have yeah. s- a six episodes, six hour episodes, nice and tidy, done. Yeah, that's it. Right, lovely. Okay, so that is. The 21st century horror within 10 films. Uh, next week, we will be looking at a horror movie of sorts. We will be watching Nicolas Cage in Renfield from 2023. It was available on Netflix as of a couple of weeks ago, yeah. but 
check on justwatch.com to see where it's streaming near you. Um, so yeah, please join us next week and we'll go through that. Please make sure that you're subscribed on whatever podcatcher that you're listening to us on now. And make sure you've also got The Killing as well. And is it at the Bluish Star? I always forget what yeah, your it's, yeah. Twitter name is. Yeah. On, I'm yeah. also on Blue Sky as well. So if you all want any Blue Sky invites, <laughs> I've got them. Which one's Blue Sky? I get so confused. There's Mastodon really... and there's Blue Sky. Blue Sky is what Twitter is. What Twitter used to be. Okay, right. Yeah. I always get confused with these things. I'm not really that up to date when it comes to social media. I mean, like I never even bothered with Facebook, to be perfectly honest. Mm. Mm. I think I did MySpace and then I was eventually <laughs> hounded onto Twitter. Too, too cool for school. Well, that's it. I, th- this is the thing. I remember like way back when, I mean, this is going to be a tangent now, when um, Friends Reunited was the thing. Yeah. And obviously people would go on there and put bullshit on. And I just went in there and abused everybody because I don't like people. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my introduction into uh, social media. And it's never really got any better, if I'm being perfectly honest. Fair enough. Mm. Uh, so, yes, make sure you're following Katara on those places. And make sure you're following us as well at yeah. Cage Fighting Pod. If you've got any emails, cagefightingpod at gmail.com. Please make sure you subscribe on your podcast. I don't know if I've already said that. I'm I'm just rambling at this point. So, Tara, thank you very much for joining us on this podcast. Thank, thank you for asking me. It's been fun. Anytime, anytime. We'll get you back again at some point. So for this week, Tara, would you like to say goodbye? Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, love you. Bye. For this week, Stu, would you like to say goodbye? <laughs> you know what? She's not actually as posh as she sounds. <laughs> this is a misnomer. Shut the fuck um, up. <laughs> see, there we are. Straight into the trap. Goodbye. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. And remember, be excellent to each other. Oh.